do. Thank you that our ears are anointed, our spirits are open, our minds are receptive to your truth. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, in this church, we are not only hearers of the word, but you are doers thereof. I'm going to listen to the word of God so that I will do it. So please don't disturb me. You may be seated, neighbor. Praise God. I'm sure your neighbor has heard you, eh? Nobody, nobody should be distracted here. Praise the Lord. We're starting a brand new series today, Living in the Zone of Miracles. Uh, Living in the Zone of Miracles. eh? You've just sung, we believe in God, we believe in miracles. eh? We believe in the God, the God of miracles. eh? We've just sung the song, Unstoppable God, what does it say? What does it say when it's saying on miracles? Impossible things, eh? Impossible things will be done in your name. Eh? So impossible things are done in the name of God. He's a God of miracles. We serve a miracle-working God. Eh? He's a miracle worker. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God's desire is that his children would live in the zones of miracles. So miracles refer to what? To the supernatural. Eh? The supernatural. The supernatural happens when God intervenes in the, in the natural course of events. Eh? When super, when the superpower of God comes to the natural way of events, then we have the supernatural. We have the miracles. Hallelujah. So we'll be able to walk in the supernatural only when we can stretch our faith to believe God. You know, it's not that God can do miracles. But it's, it's how much faith do we believe that God can do? Eh? How much faith do we believe that, that God can do? If you say a thousand churches, if you start rationalizing it, it's like it's impossible. But that does not mean that God is not able to do it. But then, do you believe in the God of miracles? Do you believe that God is able to build a thousand churches. Amen. So, miracles or God works in a way that suspends the law of, of, of physics as we understand it. Yeah? It's a God of miracles. If you think of the miracles that are in the word of God that we read about it, yeah? it's, 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 it's God's nature yeah, to be supernatural. It is his nature to be supernatural. When you think of, of creation, when you think that, that God did not need any, any hammer, eh? Eh? Any, any chisel to build Table Mountain, but he just said, and supernaturally, it was there. He, need, he didn't need to, 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 to chisel three rondavas. He just said, and they were there. So it is his nature to be supernatural. If we think of the stars that he has named, if we think of the heavens, and the Bible says he stretches the firmament alone, and the Bible says the heavens are his, his, his throne, and the earth is his footstool. If you think of the supernatural God, how he parted the Red Sea, how he provided manna in the desert. 
He's a supernatural God and he wants us to believe him that he's still able to do the same and he wants us to live in that zone of miracles, the zone of supernatural. Amen. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 and we read verse 20, 26 to 38. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and we shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord will give, him, will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how? Will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her, her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Okay? Now, the Bible talks about, about two miracles here. The miracle of, of Gabriel coming to a vision and saying to the Virgin Mary that you will be pregnant. And while she's talking about that, she reminds her that even Elizabeth, behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has conceived. And this is the sixth month with her. Her who was called barren has conceived. So, in a way, God is telling Mary that this is possible. Look, nothing is impossible with me. If I could open Elizabeth's uh, womb, the one who was barren and gave her a son, how can I also not do it with you? Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. So nothing, I mean, naturally, it is impossible to conceive a child without a union of a man and a woman. For a child to be born, the natural cause of events should happen. Okay? But the angel refers to a child being born despite not following the natural cause of events. This will be done by the supernatural working of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. When Mary asked, how will this be since I'm a virgin? The the, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So it's like the angel was saying to Mary, forget about the natural. Get into a higher zone. A zone of the miracle, a zone of the supernatural. Hallelujah. So even in your life, maybe you have the same question. The same question that Mary had eh, in verse 34. How will this be since I'm a virgin? How will this be since I'm an African? 
How will this be since I'm a female? How will this be since I'm living in a village? How will this be? Maybe you're having the same concern that Mary had. But you see, the moment we start rationalizing things, we are blocking the supernatural of God. And at this time, Mary was still perplexed until she went to verse 38 where she now said, Behold, I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your wit. So she was like, hey, these things of, of rationalizing, let, let me put it aside. If you, God says it, then I embrace it. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is the one who created a miracle of the supernatural birth of Jesus. So when we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, we will step into the, nat- the supernatural. Eh? We'll step into that realm, the realm of miracles, the zone of miracles. Amen. The angel brought Mary's attention to another miracle. Elizabeth's conception at an old age. Eh? So this was done to boost uh, Mary's faith. To say, look at Elizabeth. Look, it's, it's possible. So sometimes if you, don't, if you don't believe, you have got to look at somebody who has done something that you are believing God for. And it's possible. Eh? If, if perhaps you have a challenge in conceiving, look at others who have babies and say, it's possible. Eh? If you are believing God for marriage, look at others who are married and saying, it's possible. Eh? If you are believing God for distinctions eh, in your studies, look at others who've got distinctions and say, it's possible. Huh? Hey, they like my sermon. Even the phone, look at you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so Mary had to believe the angel. Her duty is just to believe the word of God. If it was necessary for Mary to believe, the angel wouldn't have pointed out to another miracle to boost her faith. You see? So you've got to open your eyes and say, God, you've done it. It's possible. You'll do it. You see, your eyes, your eyes are enlightened. Your eyes are opened. Eh? You see all these things. You know, I, 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 I shared the story of this woman who was, who was blind, Helen Kelly. When the, the gospel was presented to her, he said, she said, I, I always knew she was there. He was there. I just did not know his name. Eh? But now how much more of us we can see the mountains, the seas. Eh? But he has done it. He created that out of nothing. Therefore, Lord, even if I don't have, I know you who created will create it. Even in my life. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Mary had to believe and allow God to perform the miracle. If God says that you are healed, you must believe that you are healed. Eh? If God says that he meets all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, you must believe that. Eh? We need to remember that the supernatural works beyond our understanding. Beyond your understanding. Once you bring your understanding on the way, eh? it's no longer the supernatural. Because you are going to think, how? How is it going? The moment you ask the how question, you have stepped into somebody, we have stepped into the zone of God. The how is not your business. That's God's business. When he says, give and it shall be given, the how of, of you being given, it's God's business. You do the giving. Now, whether you're going to get, you're just going to wake up and go to the ATM and check your balance and find it different, whether the dog will come 
holding an envelope with a check of a million unto you, whether how, that's God's business. You just give and the how of your receiving belongs to the Lord. Amen. So, the supernatural works beyond our understanding. We don't have to always understand it for the miracle to happen. We must just believe it. Hallelujah. So, the natural, the natural that we see is not the final authority. The supernatural is the final authority. Miracle waking God. Amen. So, he says, look, a child will be born to you. Yeah? And this is, this is recorded by, by Luke. Huh? <laughs> because sometimes people think, ah, I'm at this thing, ah, I'm at this thing, is not working. That is why in the believer's creed, in what we believe in, we be, say we believe in the virgin birth. Because we believe it has happened indeed. Now we're reading from the book of Luke. Luke was a, was a medical doctor. And he records this. Huh? <laughs> so, He's actually, he was actually a researcher. If they say Luke was the best, the best writer of all the, 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 the gospel writers, he was actually, Luke, Mark, Matthew, and John were there. They worked with Jesus, but Luke was not there. So when Luke came to write, he interviewed the people as a researcher. And history tells us the first two chapters of the book of Luke he actually interviewed Mary, the mother of Jesus. So he got it from the source. So there's no way we can doubt it. And this is a medical doctor who knows that it takes a seed of a man eh, to fertilize an egg of a woman so that the child would be born. But the medical doctor writes of this miracle. Luke believed in a miraculous working God. Therefore, we have to believe in it. Amen. It's a fact. Yeah. It's, it's, that's Mary's story. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not a fictional invention. Now, it's maybe something like that happened. You know, just, so pe- people like reasoning. Yeah? When you say the Red Sea was parted, they're like, ah, maybe the water was just... <laughs> so even in this case, people might be believing, but if a medical doctor can write about this here, believe it. God has a power to create a child in a virgin's womb. God has a power to create a child in a virgin's womb. Hallelujah. So, look, Mary was was, was engaged. It was pledged to be married to to Joseph of the house or of the descendant of, 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 of David. And according to her, it was, it was impossible. When she asked, how will this thing be since I'm a virgin? was looking at herself that I'm a young girl. I'm poor. I'm a female because females were not really regarded. And she was looking at all that. Eh? And to the people that were living with her, you know, they made her seem unusable to God for any mere task. So you are looking at yourself and say, how can this happen to me? But a miracle-working God can use you. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Bible says he was, he was perplexed when, when, when she was greeted, when Gabriel said, oh, greetings, oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. Eh? Favored one, the Lord is with you. 
And she said to, to her, do not be afraid for you have found favor. Huh? So Mary was a recipient of God's grace. Mary is not the giver of the grace, but she was the recipient here. Because the Bible says what? <laughs> for you have found favor with God. So maybe we should tell our dear Catholic friends that Mary is not the giver of grace, but Mary was also the recipient of grace. She also needed grace. Hallelujah. So, it is said in verse 31, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. So Mary did not fully understand. The reason why she could not even name Jesus is because she did not understand fully the mission of the child she was to bear. But now God as a father, God had to send Gabriel to give the child even a name. You see, you are what your father says you are. It is your father who names you. Jesus Joseph had nothing to do with this, okay? Joseph was just a righteous man. But then, as the Bible says here, that the Holy Spirit would come upon Jesus, eh? and the Holy One would have overshadow Mary and come upon her. So, is the Son of God will be called the Son of God, a Savior. His name is Salvation, for He will save many. So, God had to send Gabriel. God the Father had to name him. It is the Father who gives you your identity, it is the Father who names you. Don't receive any other name from any other person. You are who your father says you are. Amen. He came in his father's name, his name that had an origin and destiny. And even when he was to start, to start the, the ministry in the book recorded in both Luke, Luke and Mark and Matthew, as he was to start the ministry, as he want, went out of the river, eh? Of Jordan, God was pleased in heaven and said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The father had to endorse him before he started the ministry. And I think also this is a lesson to all of us who are to start the ministry. We need the endorsement of our father. You need your spiritual father to endorse the work that you are doing. Amen. It is the father's name that prevails. If you go, you can go through the J- Jacob's name eh, was changed because he was in the presence of the father. It was the father who named him that today you are no longer Jacob, but you are prince with Israel. Eh? It was Benjamin who's, who, who named the father when the mother was saying, I'm in sorrow, I'm giving birth in sorrow. This child shall be called Benoni. When Jacob said, there's no Benoni here. He's Benjamin, he's the son of my right hand. It was the father's name that prevailed. So Jesus was to be named by his father from heaven because Mary did not have a full understanding. So when Mary was told, eh, he said, how will this be since I'm a virgin? He was like limiting God. God, maybe there are other people that you can use but not me. Hmm? So, 
ultimately, she came to a point where she said, Behold, I'm a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your weight. Let it be to me according to your weight. And this is an attitude that we need to carry. Whatever God says you will do, we only need to say, let it be to me according to your weight. I'm but a servant, let it be to me according to your weight. If God says a thousand churches, we don't have to think, let it be to us according to your weight. We believe it and we will agree with you. Amen. So if you think of Mary that, that Joseph actually wanted to leave her. Eh? Vienzi would come close to, to, to leaving her. That the people would ridicule her. She said she's a vision and look at her today. She's conceiving her. Eh? That a son would be rejected. A son would be killed. You know, when you think of all these things. But Mary had just to come and say. Let it be done to me. According to your word. So if you want to believe God, the God of miracles, when we say we believe in you, we believe in the God of miracles, all that we are saying is let it be done to us according to your word. Because we believe you, we know that you are a miracle-working God and we choose to step in into the zone of miracles and say let it be done to us according to your word. Amen. So her submission was part of God's plan to bring about our salvation. So sometimes when you are just pulling back, pulling back, you never know. If Mary could have said, no, not me. Eh? But then as soon as he said, let it be done to me, eh? she became part of the plan of God. Her submission was part of God's plan to bring us salvation. And so she was just an instrument. Eh? That's just a way she, we don't have to worship Mary because God used her. You understand? Mary was just a vision was used. It was just, just a tunnel through which our Savior came into the world. Hmm? She also needed grace. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So, as a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, as somebody who believed the word of God, who believed the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ, Mary said, let it be done to me according to your word. Amen. And now verse 37 says, for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing. Eh? Nothing. Nothing will be impossible. Think of the things that you need in life. Think of, you know, but the Bible says nothing. Nothing will be impossible with God. So God works in the realm of supernatural. We are to step up to his realm. It just takes our faith to step up to the realm of God. To believe that God is a miracle-working God. That God is the God of the supernatural. Amen. So if we are believers, we must believe the promises of God. We mustn't be unbelieving believers. We are believers who believe the promise of God. We are believers who believe the word of God. Huh? Turn to your neighbor, ask him, are you a believing believer? Hmm? <laughs> we cannot be believers who don't believe. Eh? The reason why you are a believer is because you believe. Hmm? You see, people think, but then do you believe that he's a supernatural waking God? Do you believe that he's a God of miracles? Do you believe that he can change your situation? Or it's just a matter of, ah, you know, 
I know him as God. You know? I want you to change the way, the way you approach God. Huh? The way when you take the word and, and read it. Huh? The Bible says the children of Israel, the word of God did not, did not help them, did not benefit them because they did not mix it with faith. So you need to take the word of God and believe it and mix it with faith so that the same word will benefit you. So whenever the word of God is preached, it shouldn't be, I look one, I guess story sell us at Christmas. Kaseba. But then do you believe it? Because in the same story, it's recorded with God. <laughs> For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing impossible. Hallelujah. And in Matthew chapter 19, let's go there quickly. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. That's after Jesus had spoken to a rich man. Remember the rich man who said, who came to Jesus and said, you know, Master, what can I do to inherit the kingdom? And Jesus said, no, keep this command. He said, no, I'm doing everything. Jesus said to him, go sell everything that you have. And then he didn't like it because he was a rich man. Yeah? And then he left and he was very angry. But then Jesus looked at the disciples as he was telling this. He said, he said to the disciples, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Because Jesus was saying it's impossible for the rich men eh, to, 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 to enter. What did he say? It will be... It's easier for the camel to go through the needle of an eye than for a rich man to go into, into heaven. And these disciples were like, yo, for now then who will go to heaven? But then Jesus said unto them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Eh? Things that are impossible with men are possible with God. If we side with God, we will see the impossible being made possible. Jesus knew that all things are possible with God. He knew that God could do anything. Eh? So he was saying like salvation is totally the work of God. Every attempt to enter into God's kingdom is not based on human achievements. Eh? It's not based on, 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 on your riches. But all things are possible. God is able to bring salvation. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 14 still says the same thing. Mark chapter 14 verse 36. And he said, Our Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Now, this is Jesus in the garden of, of Gethsemane. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. He's about to face the cruel death and he's crying and he's praying in agony. And he cries to God and says, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. So God can do anything except to overrule the will of man. You see, somebody's asking himself, as I say, God is able to do anything. It's like, now why, why doesn't God save every person? God gave you a will to decide. The greatest power that God has given to humankind or hum humanity is the power to decide. He has given you your will so that you will be responsible for your, the results of your choice. Hmm? 
Mary had to say, let it be done to me according to your word. She had to cooperate with the angel. Her will had to agree with the angel's message. Her will had to agree with God. She willingly gave herself to, to be part of the mission of God. So that's why God gives you a will to say, even as we say, let's praise, let's worship the Lord, you should willingly do it. You should willingly bow before Ochapelet. Because the Bible says in Philippians 2, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. So it's better to willingly do it, to willingly confess. Use your will positively. Agree with God by using your will. Amen. So Mary had to agree. Had she not agreed, she wouldn't have conceived Jesus. Probably God would have looked for another vessel to use. Hmm? So I pray that you will not miss God. That you will agree with the will of God so that God will not pass you and look for somebody else to use. In the same way, we cannot pray against someone's will. Hmm? On matters that are not stated in the word. If someone wants to get to go to East, you cannot pray that they join you, go to West. You can tell them, but if they don't want to, it's their will. You know, this, this will be more like controlling individuals. That's what Satan and that's what witches do. Eh? It's not godly to say, I'm saying. Eh? Look, we preach the gospel, but you say the decision is yours. But you are also to face the results of the decision that you take. If God cannot force you, who are we to force you? You understand? If God was able to turn your will, you know, that's why sometimes you feel like salvation in Gebe Chisiwa Batuaban. Gebe Reba lawyer reads on your modi jomba age, Mama Galeseva Pulusis. But we can't do that. That, that would be witchcraft. Yeah, but. So God has given you a will so that you will decide. You will look. He said, Look, I, give, I put before you death and life blessing and a case you choose. So Mary had, had the right to choose. To either say, yeah, how will this be? No, 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 not me. Or to say, let it be done to me according to your will. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's the will of God that all men be saved. So if someone is not saving the Lord, you can pray that she be saved. And as you pray, God will work with that person. And show him the perfect way of salvation. Hallelujah. Now you cannot pray that God would make so and so marry you. Hmm? So and so has a will. You understand? <laughs> it's not written in the scripture that so and so will marry you. Huh? Don't pray. That, it, it's witchcraft to say, you know, this person must. So it's praying the will of God. This is the only place where we pray your will be done of the things that are not recorded in the word. You see, if it's like salvation, it's recorded in the word, it's the will of God that all men should be saved. Healing is the will of God that we walk in the health of God. But it's not recorded in the word that so and so will marry so and so. And that's the only place where we pray your will be done. Okay, Not, Lord, I'm praying for this person to marry me and make him, make him. <laughs> the way to pray for marriage, pray that God would lead you to the person God has planned to marry you. Pray that your, your path would cross. Hmm? 
And as we pray, be open-minded. Don't pray with someone in mind. (laughs) Miracles work with the will of God, not with the will of men. But then if we we are closing one eye, and the other eye is open to say, Lord, I want your will, but... (laughs) So Jesus was was praying, all things are possible for you. Remove this car from yet not what I will, but what you will. Mary was saying, let it be done to me according to your will. So the only way we'll experience the miracles of God is when we, we, we allow ourselves, we bend, we become flexible in the hands of God and allow his will to be done in our lives. Amen. Last scripture, Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. This is also where Jesus talks about this. All things are possible. Yeah? Where the disciples of Jesus could not heal the, 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 the guy who had, the boy who had an evil spirit, eh? And while they were in commotion, Jesus came and asked what's happening. Then this man said, no, I've brought my boy to these, your disciples, and they could not heal them. And then this man said, but I know if, if you can, if you can, Jesus, if you can, you can heal him. And Jesus said to him in verse 23, he said, if you can, eh? all things are possible for one who believes. Eh? If you can. So the question was not whether Jesus had the power to heal the boy, eh? but whether the father had the faith to believe it. So Jesus was saying, are you saying, if I can, all things are possible to the one who believes. Do you believe? And if you believe, definitely, I will heal your boy. So miracles are attracted to those who believe. Do you believe? Is it just a song that you're saying, I believe in you, I believe you're the God of me, and I, I believe, or do you really believe? Do you really believe when we talk about a thousand churches, do you believe that it is possible? Miracles are attracted to those who believe. If we can live in the realm of faith, we live in the realm of miracles. The zone of faith is a zone of miracles. The zone of faith is a zone of the supernatural. Amen. If you can believe God, we'll be able to see his, when his hand working supernaturally in every area of our lives. But if we rationalize too much, it blocks our faith from working. Because look, faith is like the sixth sense. When you operate in, in, in faith, you close all other senses. But then if you bring your understanding in it, You are disturbing the faith from working. So faith, faith is like, it's like you know, becoming a fool and saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to live like the Bible is true. And indeed the Bible is true. And that's faith. And that's why it says without faith it's impossible to please him. <laughs> we should not let the words that Mary first spoke to be a determining factor. Eh? How will this be? Since I'm a virgin. We should believe God for miracles of employment. Eh? How will this be? Since How will this be? Eh? A person of faith says, Lord, I believe you regardless of what I see. Regardless of what I hear, I believe you. Amen. We should believe God for miracles of 
successful business. We should believe God for total healing. Total deliverance. Eh? Should believe God for accommodation. Believe that we'll see miracles this year as we believe God for them. Amen. Believe God for a miracle so that at the end of the year you'll point and say, Ooh, I've seen God. Eh? This is a year of miracles. Amen. Let us walk in the zone of miracles. Eh? A person who truly believes will set no limits for God. Do you remember the song that we sang last week? No limits. If I believe you, God, no limits for you. I know you can do anything that you want to. What seems impossible with me, with you, is possible. You can. You can do it. So we need to call what God calls it, we need to call it. He is our father. He names it. And because we believe him, eh? the doctor might call it what? rheumatic, osteoporosis, cancer, whatever. They may call that, but your father calls it healed. And therefore, it's healed. So we call it what our father calls it. It is healed. eh? People might call it lack and unemployment and bad economy. But if our father calls it abundance, we will call it abundance. Amen. I quote the scripture as I close. Okay, this quotation is not a scripture. It says, a miracle needs no explanation to those who believe in God. But to those who don't, no explanation is enough. Hmm. A miracle needs no explanation to those who believe in God. Because you believe in God and you believe he's a God of miracle, we don't have to explain anything. We know every day as we wake up, God is a God of miracle, so he will do it. So a miracle needs no explanation if you believe in God. But to those who don't, no explanation is enough. You will try to explain, look, it was an angel from the Lord. No, 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 Mary was conceived. No, it was a red sea. It was a red, the, the sea was full. The, the Lord parted. No explanation will be enough for them as long as they don't believe. You will try to explain until you become blue in your face. They will not. But to us who believe, a miracle needs no explanation. So our God is able to do it. Ephesians says, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we may ask or think or even imagine. He's a God of miracles, and he wants you to cooperate with him. He wants you to come into that realm of faith, to join in, bring in your faith, and see him working miracles, and see him doing supernatural things in your life. Are you ready to step in into the zone of miracles? It only takes faith. Do you believe? All things are possible to him that believe. And with God, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible with him. I want you to close your eyes and think of your life. Think of your business. Think of your family. Think of your finances. Think of your marriage. What is it that you think is impossible? Why do you think God will not intervene. God had to point Mary to Elizabeth to say, this thing is possible. And look at Elizabeth. He, she who was called barren 
is conceived, has conceived a child. You are looking at your situation and you're saying it's barren. Your bank account, barren. Your business, barren. Your health, barren. Employment, barren. But nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible. If you believe, he's able to turn the situation around. I want you just to whisper prayer about that situation in your life where you realize I've limited God here. I thought God would not intervene. I've lived like God would not come through. And I want you to stand repentant. Just whisper prayer and say, Lord, forgive me. I've limited you. Today I make a decision to enter into the zone of miracles. The zone of the supernatural. And I believe in you. He's able to turn things around. He hears your prayer. Release your faith and believe him. are still close still in the presence of the Lord maybe you are here with us this morning you haven't given your 